This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name is Mark and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First we'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help. Then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our guests to read their AA preamble, which is read at the start of every AA meeting. I'm Tiana, I'm an alcoholic. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisations or institutions, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. So what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There's no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of the disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has a hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you are an alcoholic, you're at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it is an allergy of the body coupled with an obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having that first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand never enough. And yet, because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up that first drink. This makes us powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubted that life could ever be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12 program of recovery, which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. This program has a proven track record of helping otherwise helpless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. We're just about to interview an AA member who's going to share their experience with alcoholism. 
So let's meet our guest. Would you like to introduce yourself and give us a quick sketch of who you are, age, how long you've been sober and occupation? Um, I'm Tiana. I'm an alcoholic. I'm 29. I am studying um, to become a personal trainer. And I also work as a community support worker. Great. Would you like to tell us about your family and how your child was was like, please? Um, I grew up with my mum and my stepdad, and I have an older brother and two younger sisters. Um, yes, yeah, so I was like the middle child. My brother's five years older than me, and my two younger sisters are like five and six years apart. So, yeah, I was like the middle <laughs> Um and my my mum is actually um, sober as well, so she's in AA. And my stepdad, um, my dad, um, wasn't really around much. So my stepdad is like he took like he met my mum in rehab, and I was eight months old. So he um, pretty much brought me up. And yeah. Great. So um, when did you start drinking and how did it progress? Um, I started around 12 or 13, just with a group of friends. And like I was really shy, always really shy as a kid. Um, And so when I had that first drink, like that disappeared. And that's pretty much where it started for me. Like I just, I loved the feeling. Like I could talk to everyone. Like because even like I had a few like, I always had, like, a few close friends and then other people I could barely, like, talk to. And then so when I had the alcohol, that all changed. Yeah, so that was, yeah, the first. And how did your drink progress? Like, did you drink socially or alone? Um, Did you you find it a problem as well? Yeah, like, from my first drink, I blacked out and that's how I drank. I I was more like a binge drinker. when I was younger, like, I don't know, I guess it was normal being in your teenage years. And I guess slowly um, around, like, my 20s, like, early 20s, that's when it started getting bad and I'd, like, get into trouble, like, get caught drink driving and, yeah, just a lot of like, losing jobs. Like, I'd, I would always lose jobs, couldn't hold down a job, um... Or I'd leave before I got fired or, yeah, it was like that. And, yeah, it was pretty much, yeah. Did you ever try and stop drinking? Um, I did. I was also like I – when I would stop drinking, like I would notice that my drinking was getting out of hand, I would actually switch and move to drugs and that's just how it was for me. And then the drugs would get bad and then I would go back to alcohol and the alcohol would get bad and that just happened for like years well not years but yeah <laughs> until I came into AA. Can you describe like decline and like your mental health or physical health or relationships and things like that? Um, when I wasn't drinking or using um, my life was just laying in bed that's that's what it was like I just I didn't talk to my like I lived with my stepdad at the time Never really talked to him, never saw him. Um, so I was just isolated from everyone. Um, and yeah, like I was just full of fear and anxiety. Um, 
depression, like all that kind of stuff. And yeah, when I was drinking, like that would disappear. But yeah, when I wasn't drinking, all of that stuff, I had all of that stuff. And do you want to tell us about how you found yourself to your first day in meeting? Um, I, I was in a relationship with a, yeah, I was in a relationship and he kept telling me that like I was an alcoholic and I don't know, I didn't believe it at first. And then my brother came into, my brother's in recovery too, he's in another fellowship. And, um, I kind of like watched him get sober. And so, yeah, that's when I, cause I don't think I would have done it on my own. Um, I had to have my, well, I had to, I needed someone else to reach out <laughs> so that I would feel comfortable to reach out. And yeah, so I just, I just, I remember like going over to my mum's and I was just so sick of it. Like I'd woken up and like I'd been in blackout, like I think I was drinking like two nights straight or something and I woke up, I couldn't remember how I got home or anything. And that was just, that was where it was. Like that's when I was just like, I need help. Um, yeah, so I reached out to a family member. They took me to my first meeting. <laughs> and at that meeting, how did people make, make you feel? Like, what was your experience at that meeting? Um, I I didn't hear much because I was so nervous. But like, I did. I remember like one person shared, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's like my story." Um. But it, I don't know. I think like the energy in the room as well made me feel really. Like, even though I was scared, it made me feel really comfortable. Yeah. Cool. So how have you managed to stay sober? Don't describe to us um, your process of recovery. Um, going to meetings. I got a sponsor when I was about three months sober, but I didn't really know how to talk to her. So it took a long time to um, feel comfortable. But, yeah, now I, I contact her once a week and I've worked the steps um, and yeah just doing meetings and calling other alcoholics when I need to um, yeah yeah and how have you managed um, with difficulties in sobriety um, I will call my sponsor if I need to um, or I'll go to a meeting um, or just call another alcoholic yeah, yeah. Or I, I don't know. Go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the service. Have you done any service in recovery? Um, yeah, I, I've done um, literature, like the books and coffee and tea, um, and I've been the treasurer for a meeting. Yeah. How's yeah. that been for you and and as being part of the fellowship? It's good, and it, it gets me to meeting. It gets me to the meeting, so, yeah. 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 Do you want to tell us a bit more about your relationship with your sponsor and how sponsorship has helped you? Um, I think having a sponsor has really helped me. Um, I call my sponsor once a week, and but, like, there's times where, like, I might need to call her, and, yeah, she's always there. And I think it, it is good having someone to talk to her and get advice from when you need it because, yeah, sometimes, like, my own – doing it on my own is mm. not good. Does um, your sponsor ch- challenge you to um, do things that are uncomfortable, say, like towards being sober? Yeah, she can. Yeah, she can be. 
Great. And working the steps, has um, your sponsor been helpful with doing that? Yeah, she's been really helpful with that. Um, and it took me a while as well because, yeah, but I guess I guess like we kind of – like it did take me a year to do the steps, but I guess I kind of needed that because I needed to feel uh, find that trust as well because I was so shy. And so when I came into AA, I was like that, and it was just really hard to – for me to um, have connection with people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. How would you describe your life today and yourself? Um, my life today is amazing. Like, I mean, I have bad days, obviously, um, but it's, um, it's completely different. Like, my life before was, like, not a life. Like, it was just isolated and today it's not like that like I I um study and I work and I go to the gym because now I can because I'm not hungover and I've got more motivation and I go hiking and tramping and all that kind of stuff and it's like the small stuff as well like the walking and yeah that is completely different and how have your friend, uh, relationships with friends and family and that changed since becoming sober and do you have any goals for the future um, with family and friends, uh, my family, like, I think, um, family relationships have really improved. Like my stepdad, who I used to live with, like we, we're really close now and, um, me and my siblings are close cause we never used to be cause I just, yeah, be out drinking and stuff. Um, yeah, they've improved heaps and. Um, I guess, like, with my friends, like, I've got a lot of friends in AA. Like, I mostly hang out with them if I'm going to hang out with, yeah, anyone. Great. And any goals for the future? Um, I want to become a personal trainer. Like, since getting sober, I've, yeah, I'm always in the gym. And, like, I guess, yeah, just something to do with fitness. And, yeah, that's pretty much all. Mm. Yeah, great. So AA is described as a spiritual program, not a religious program. What does spirituality mean for you? I just think, like, um, to me it is, well, for me, like, I have a higher power and I don't know what it is, but um, I believe it's there because I've stayed sober and I've never been able to do this. So that's what it is to me, yeah. Great. And what would you suggest for any listeners who um, think they might have a drinking problem? Um, go to a meeting and just listen. Go to a few meetings. Um, yeah. Mm. What sort of questions could someone ask them to establish if they've got a problem or not? Um, I guess, like, for me, like, the blacking out and stuff, that's what I was questioning and um, the... Uh, not being able to hold a job and all that kind of stuff that like that's what I questions myself on so yeah I guess just yeah do you I don't know do you get in trouble when you're drinking do you black out that kind of stuff and where could someone go or what are some of the things that people could do to get help um who go to a meeting or call the 0800 number um yeah Hmm. well tiana thank you so much for coming on the show um and sharing your story with us 
For any listeners, uh, if you're related to anything that you've heard or would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or you can call us on 0800 AA Works. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Join us next week to hear from more AA members sharing their experiences. Our show runs every Monday at 5.30pm on Plains FM and it repeats on Wednesday at 12.30pm. You can also find podcasts of our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz where you can download, subscribe and listen to our podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening and remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. But if you want to stop, we can help you. Uh, You don't have to do it alone. We will now close the show with a serenity prayer as we do at every AA meeting. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.